What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Win Win Effect podcast. I am your host, Chris Ross. I'm joined by my co-host, counterpart, Wes Bays. For today's episode, we are blessed and thrilled to have an opportunity to speak with someone that we both felt collectively that would bring you, our listeners, an extreme amount of value. Our guest has been in a tutelage and mentorship in an inner circle consulting team with the world-famous Bob Proctor. Perhaps you may have heard of him. He's been in sales for the last 20 years, and the last four years, specifically, he's combined his sales expertise with the mindset tools he learned from his mentor. He's also a keynote speaker, an author, and an expert, and listen closely, in disruptive ideas, and we'll get more into that. Without any more delay, join us all the way from beautiful Spain, Mr. Mark Jospetra. How you doing, my man? I'm doing great. Thank you, Chris. Thank you for having me. Man, it's been a pleasure. I'm really excited for this episode. I've been looking forward to this show. I know that we've you know, had a couple conversations and leading into this, and I'm just really happy that you're here. What made me want to you know, invite you onto the show is that we see eye to eye on so many different types of levels when it comes to just human behavior, not just pertaining to sales. I know that you're a certified you know, coach with Mr. Bob Proctor, and he was your mentor for years. Can you can open up and tell our listeners a little bit more about yourself and that kind of experience and what led you to doing what you're doing today? Well, I've been in sales for over 20 years now. And if you are a true sales professional, one of the things that you need to be doing is to continuously get better at your craft and, and train and do, and do things that it's gonna, it's gonna, you're going to bring something different to the table. You know, because otherwise, well, you become one of those salespeople which you don't want to encounter. <laughs> so I've I've been I've been uh, involved into personal development as, as as long as I remember. And I remember the very first book that I read on the subject. I realized how powerful the mind is and what we can be doing with it. Mm-hmm. And I got into this quest and this journey where that I'm I'm going to read everybody. I'm gonna discover what's the secret and etc etc and as a matter of fact when i watched that movie the secret that was a light bulb that went Mm -hmm. on and i was like there's something there i couldn't put my finger on it at the time but as i continued to 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 find the information bob proctor came on on my path and and i saw him for the first time in the movie the secret but then i went really all in and started to be coached personally by him and his team. Right. And now I'm, I'm, his, I'm part of his inner circle, uh, one of the top consultants in the world in his organization. And and truly grateful to have this gentleman, uh, a great mentor. Um, mm-hmm. And if you look at the lineage from where he's coming from, it's pretty impressive. Like, you know, we're talking about Andrew Carnegie, which was the first billionaire on this planet. So, yes. um, when you see where that's coming from, you have to pay attention. And this is exactly what I did and uh, never looked back. Right. The, you mentioned something real quick before we, and I'm sure Wes has a lot to ask you as well for the listeners. Uh, your light bulb went off when you seen the movie Secret. And your mind was impressionable. Of course, you saw Bob Proctor and then maybe had your mind impressionable to maybe, hey, this might be something that I need to you know, spend a little bit more time in investigating on what I need to do with my life. Did it not just take you to another level, 
but were you were you open to different types of possibilities of understanding what you do for a living and different ways of doing it? Yeah, it was it for sure that was something that happened at that moment, but for me at that moment was was really interesting. First of all, Bob was in my opinion was the only one which didn't fit in that movie, which it's really bizarre when mm. when when I was watching it, I I felt I felt something different from him. And but this idea that there's laws that govern our our universe and that this has never been taught to us was was and i realized this later on mm -hmm. but was really the part that caught my attention and if you're really paying attention like there's laws which are there and if you understand and start operating by law you cannot fail it's impossible because it's like gravity you're not you're not defying gravity today says, oh, you know what? I'm going to climb on the roof of my building. And I'm just going to say, ah, gravity won't work today. So I'm just going to jump. <laughs> You're never going to do something like that because you know that if you try to defy the law of gravity, it's going to end up bad for you. So this idea of a law of attraction was really appealing to me. And I was like, okay, I need to investigate. I need to go a little bit deeper into this. Mm -hmm. There must be some, some, some uh, literature on the subject. There must be something that I can go deeper and this is where that the quest took a whole different level. And I, I went, I went deeper and deeper into the subject. Right. Wes, we were talking about this on one of our last episodes. I think it was probably maybe three or four back on there's certain habits and understandings and beliefs and goes into convictions about what we do with people and com companies and corporations. Can you elaborate a little bit more? on what Mark is talking about for the listeners. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's, it's you reap what you sow, right? Mm -hmm. And so when, and this is actually where I'd, I'd be curious for us to dive a little bit deeper into is, you know, when, when we look at it, it's kind of like cause and effect, right? Your decisions, your actions lead to your outcome, essentially. And so it's the same thing with what Mark is saying, you know, when there's a law of gravity, you know what the cause and effect is, you know, if you jump off that building, you know, for example, and and gravity takes over you at that point, right? And the effect of that. And so where I would be curious also for the listeners to kind of dive a little bit more like deeper into with Mark specific um, is kind of what, what your thought process and how, how you were before that time period of you getting into the law of attraction. And then how did that change your life? What, what were those pivotal points? If you, if you start thinking about the law of attraction, because I'm pretty sure that the listeners, uh, if you've been in sales, you, you, you caught word of that idea. Mm -hmm. You know, I can attract clients to me. I can attract the wealth. Mm -hmm. I want a piece of that. And then you started like exploring it and then it didn't really work. And the, the, and for me, I, I remember I was extremely frustrated with that because someday it worked, someday it didn't work. So, so like it, it must not be a law because if you think about what a law is, is it, it would, there's no exception to a law. It works the same way every single time. So I was extremely, would say frustrated because I didn't comprehend like the full spec of what this entails and how it works and how can I use it in my advantage every single time. So before that, what, 
what was happening is basically we are pretty much like victim our, of our environment. We are operating by like most, most of people operating day to day. Uh, yeah, you know, you're, you're, you're motivated, you, you are pumping yourself, you're doing some affirmation in front of mirror and all those things. But this is all piece and bits that you gather here and there. But there's never really a, a manual and something which is very clear that it gives you a clear instructions on how to get to where really you want to go. So as I started to, to dig deeper into this, I encountered Deepak Chopra, for example, which is a doctor, which is started as well to, to find uh, and to explain at the scientific level what is happening through this. And for me, the way my mind was uh, programmed at the time, I needed to have this, this proof. I needed to have the scientific part of all of this mumbo jumbo uh, law of attraction stuff to really comprehend and really implement this into my life. And this is why I was keep uh, going after all kinds of different author, all kinds of different um, um, methodology. Mm-hmm. But you, what, what's happening when you're doing this is you're just picking up pieces and bits. And there's never really this sequential ways of operating. So this is why one day it's going to work and the other day it's not because you still have the programming in your subconscious mind, right. which I know that you guys are talking about this. So there's still the programming which is running in the back. So in other words, you have that software which is running in the back of your mind. So every time that you're bringing a new information, the software is still running. So okay. you will do this for a day or two, but then the software take over and then you go back to default mode. You're talking about you know doing it one day and it works and the next day it doesn't potentially, right? because your mind's still going, it's, it's going to tell you, yeah, maybe it's not going to work, but you have to be a hundred percent confident in how to deal with it. If it doesn't work, would you say that? Yeah. And, but the, the thing is we're not <laughs> right. And that's, that's the, that's the trick. That's the trick that yes. I had to overcome and, and discover yes. for myself. Cause every single person is different Our yeah, our wiring and the brain as there is the same. But the wiring is different because it's our past experiences in our upbringing. You mentioned, I don't know if a lot of listeners don't know this, but you're from Canada and you live now in Spain. Yes. What was your type of upbringing that maybe had some beliefs and opinions and convictions there that you had to realign? Oh, shit. We won't have enough time like, right now <laughs> for the show. Right. Uh, but like, if, if we go with this idea of money, uh, it, it, was, it was all like, you know, uh, money scars. It was all like, you know, it doesn't grow in tree. It was like, I'm not yeah. the bank is, uh, who do you think I am? And all of those preconceived. And I mean, if, if you, if you know about the, the, the culture that we have in Quebec, because I'm not coming just from Canada, I'm coming from the French part of Canada. Mm-hmm. Right. And the culture there is we're living to be small. So, that programming is so embedded into the culture that even though you don't want to have it, it is, it, it's cultural. So it's all around you mm-hmm. and people are thinking this way all the time. So people which have money, while they probably screw someone, they probably steal it, they probably cheat it. So this is all the programming that I had in me, which I, would, I never realized it until the time that I started addressing it and really 
paying close attention, even nowadays, which I'm living a pretty good lifestyle, uh, those are coming back and try to, to just like, oh, you're, you're, your guard is down, so I'm going to take over again. Right. And you, you have to catch it. Right. So it's repetition. The more that you do, the easier it will become. And, Absolutely. And, and I'm, I'm very much aware of like the culture. More, less is a lot more that type of upbringing. And I come from something very similar where it was all about just the, the happiness in the home. That's what you would measure success with. And I was just having a conversation. I think we're on a call. I think it was yesterday, Wes, we were training a team and we were role-playing a little bit. And I was talking about, you know, the things that, how to measure success and, and people measure success differently, just depending on your, you know, your mindset and your, what your values are. And I made an example about, you know, what I, how I measure success is that I want to, if I make it to 80 or whatever, and on my deathbed, and if I had my whole family and the people that I love the most and I was, took a huge part in creating a lifestyle for them and creating a life and, and giving them everything that they would potentially need to be successful in their own way, that's how I would view and measure true success when I would pass over or cross over to the other side. But then if you look at it in a different way, some people would value or measure success by how much money you have in the jets and, and the watches and all the things like that. But that's just going to give you a short-term type of satisfaction feeling. What would you say for the listeners would be the right way to start looking at it if you were starting off as a new person, understanding both sides of the, the subconscious and conscious mind with law of attraction? So when, you, when you're talking about success, and, and I love this, and I haven't encountered any better definition of success than what Earl Nightingale which, by the way, Earl Nightingale and Lloyd Conan, mm -hmm. which they have a, a company which is called Nightingale Conan Corporation. This is the father of the personal development space. They started it, right? So we have to go back in the 60s, 1960s. And what uh, Earl's saying is success is the progressive realization of a worthy ideal. Right. In other words, you can be a mom at home that this is your job. This is what you're doing. And you're taking care of home. You're taking care of your husband. You're taking care of your kids. You're making sure that everybody is at like, you know, their best. And this is your job. Well, I'm doing this because like, I don't think there's a hardest uh, thing to do that to raise kids and, and taking care of, of home. Because like, this is, this is the place that you feel secure in all this. Mm -hmm. Well, if you're becoming better at it every single day, you're successful. It's not the bank, the, the money you have in the bank. It's, it's not like the, the material possession you have. It's having an ideal and that you're getting better at it every single day. Yes. yes. That is what success is. And, uh, and in this way, we are, we are not creating separation from the person that owns a jet and the person that like basically is renting their house. But if that person's getting better every single day at what they do, and like that person's successful as well. So mm -hmm. in this way, I, I, I believe that this is the best way uh, to, to, def to define what success is. Right. Is that one of your first objectives when you're working with an entrepreneur is trying to figure out what they call success or what, what, what that means for them. Is that one of your first objectives? 
my first objective truly is that the person discover what is their calling. Good. Because I believe that each and every one of us has a calling. Uh, mm -hmm. I, I, before I was in sales, I didn't like sales. I thought that that was, that was, that was like, because of my experience, I thought that that was like, you know, crooks that was in there. That was people which was without scruples. Yeah. I mean, like all of the, all of the, the stereotypes. But when I discover what truly is selling, I, I fell in love with it. And mm -hmm. I, I made a decision at that time that I would not do anything else. Like I would always work for myself because as a salesperson, nobody can dictate how much you're going to earn. Mm -hmm. You are entirely in control of your, um, your income. Right. And you, the results are instantaneous. It's one of the things that I love about sales. If you know pretty quickly if the other person's engaged with you or not, if, well, if you have enough emotional intelligence at least. And I love Correct. what you said about the trying to help them discover their purpose. And here's the, I've been thinking a lot about this, that I don't know if you know who Inky Johnson is. Mm -mm. He's a football player. got hurt. I don't know. Wes, do you know who that is? I don't think so. Played back in the nineties and he had a horrible injury. It was like disabled, like lost all the, all, all, I think that like his, on the right side of his body went completely paralyzed. And he's doing, he's doing uh, some, some keynote uh, talk. Yes. Now, right? Yeah. Yes. He was, I've, I've seen him. Yeah. yeah. He's mm -hmm. real. He talks a lot about uh, connecting your purpose with the other person. If their mind's impressionable to it, you're connecting your purpose until they're strong enough and willing and able to develop their own purpose and build it on their foundation. I thought that was a beautiful way of saying that and trying to connect with someone because mm -hmm. people only enroll, buy from you or do business with you. If they somewhat view you as a, you know, trusted source or want to be somewhat a former fashion of you, you know, like another version in something similar. That's, that's what the human mind is. It's all about connecting, isn't it? So you want to yeah. be like, hey, I want to work with somebody that I'm, I have commonality with. We have similar values. It's one of the things that why Wes and I get along very well is we, we, our upbringing was very similar, very similar. It's scary. But when you're doing something like that and you're working with someone, you, have, you feel that connection and that's what sales is all about. And like yourself, I, when I very first got involved in sales, I was like, I'm not doing it this way. I can't. I'm not reading off this script. This is awful. <laughs> this is off. I can't, I'm not going to pitch anyone. And I made a commitment like yourself that a long time ago. So listen, as long as I'm hitting my numbers, I'm not reading off this paper. I'm not reading these words. I will connect with them because I'm going to make sure that it's my moral obligation to do what's in their best interest at all times. Realigning all of this, Wes, can you explain and maybe go through some of the ways and similarities between Mark and myself? Yeah. I mean, it comes back to the core core values. Right. Right. And the core values, the way that I view it is the intention for the outcome. Right. And so where, from what it sounds like in this, you know, with this is that we're not looking to sell you into a product or service. So we're not, the outcome for us isn't the sale. The outcome is how can we truly help you get to a better position with your life with, and utilizing product, service, good, whatever it is, as a tool to, to help you on that journey, right. right? It's not the focus. It's not the, that's not what, you know, cause if you're just aiming to, to make the sale, you're just aiming to make money, you're, you're limited. 
right? And where the philosophy here is very similar is that how can we truly help this person actually get to where they're looking to go? Right. The, you talk a lot about, and I, similar views on this as well, is like 95% mindset and 5% strategy. Oh, okay. let's, let's, let's go into it right now yeah. because this is, and I mean, I remember the first time that I, I heard this from my mentor, I was, I was tend, I, I tend to disagree with it, but if you understand where we're coming from, because most of us think, okay, I'm Mark. No, I'm, I'm, I'm my body, which that's, mm-hmm. that's totally false. We are pure energy. This is what we are. And when we start understanding and like people will call this like, you know, spirit and, and, you know, son of God and all of those things, it doesn't really matter the brand that you're attaching to it. Like what it's important is you understand the concept is that the computer from what I'm speaking like true right now is energy. The internet through the, the, the network and the frequency that's going, like the message that you're receiving is energy. So we are made all from the same stuff and that energy is malleable and you can, you can, you can really shape that through your mind. Right. So, if we come in from that, that, that standpoint and that thought is the most potent form of energy that exists and that you have the ability to think whatever you want to think. Now you understand how that you can start manipulating. And when I say manipulating, not talking about like in, in, in a negative way, like you more, can more of an influencing more of influencing yeah but no like it goes even further than that you can manipulate the forms that are mm-hmm. taking around you mm-hmm. and all this comes from that 95% mindset right the strategy is as important than the mindset but it's only 5% so you can have a a perfect strategy but if you don't have all of this mindset and, and being um, unwavering like fate on that, all that energy that you have will help you to come to term and to really create the results that you want. The strategy can be as good as, as, it, as it, it is on paper. It will not work. There's a disconnection there between that. that energy that you're sending and the results that you want to have. How much of the strategy needs to be aligned with the strengths and weaknesses of that individual? I don't know. I, I don't think that it matters. The, the strategy itself is, is like with the, the current data that we have. Okay. So when you're doing a strategy, for instance, uh, you want to sell a product online. So there's different channels that you can be mm-hmm. utilizing. You can do, you know, Facebook advertisement, IG advertisement, you can do organic advertisement or paid advertisement. There's all kinds of different strategy you can utilize. Right. But with your attitude, which like, this is where the 95% comes into play with your attitude and that belief and truly focusing at, at believing that whatever strategy you will utilize, that you have that conviction mm-hmm. that this is exactly the way it should happen. 
even though that the evidence doesn't look that it's going to work right if your faith is in there if your 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 attitude is in there if everybody is aligned into it regardless of the strength and weakness that you have it will work mm-hmm. and and i mean i'm not i'm not going to go in, in details but like there's so many scriptures that explain this and are talking about this that the faith is the key and if you're if you believe in it if you're truly and you know you you just know it and in all of the cells of your body it portrayed that people and you are attracted to that type of people you know when when your energy and i can explain a little bit like conscious and subconscious in a second but you when you are connected with someone and you you really feel it and you just know yeah i want to follow this guy because mm-hmm. I, I i cannot explain it but it seems he knows what he's talking about right you have to have that level of confidence in the way that in, in your delivery with your tonality as well tied into being very empathetic of your own emotions and understanding how to direct those into a positive type of attitude and that's where that alignment is, in, is important for myself. And I, the reason why I asked you the question about the, the right strategies and aligning them with the strengths and weaknesses of every individual, you have to understand the, the being adaptable to change because all the other moving parts out there that you cannot control. But obviously with people like ourselves, where our mentality, competitive advantage will always win. It doesn't really matter about the moving parts. We're going to overcome anything that, that we, sets in front of us. How much is that yes. to how much does that pertain to the overall outcome that you're going after as an entrepreneur or even just an individual it doesn't even have to be in the business? Your your mindset is everything. Right. Your mindset is point. everything. Beautiful. Regardless of condition and circumstances. And this is why I'm saying 95% mindset, 5% strategy. You can have the worst strategy ever. You have a strategy. But your strategy is 5%. It can be really, really bad. But if the mindset is, is at the right place, the attitude is at the right place, you, you are taking the proper action, even mm-hmm. though that, again, your strategy looks terrible from the outside. <laughs> right, yes. And if, if you look like at a, a marketing strategist, right, and they're looking at this and they're just like putting, putting like, they just know this, we can't do that. But if you have this unwavering faith, it will ultimately work. Mm-hmm. Wes, how much is that tied into your competitive advantage as well and what we do, with, especially with the sales teams? Well, it's, it's absolutely critical because here's kind of my question also for Mark related to this that I think the listeners can get a lot of, which is, you know, a lot of times when people talk about this topic, they're talking about it as if it's, you know, it's like an arbitrary, you know, result based off of just the will to believe, right, or have faith. You know, and then there's the other side of it where it's like, okay, the, your belief system uh, and, and your commitment and your faith allows you to be impressionable to change and adaptation, right? And that's what influences the result because the strategy will always change. The belief, as long as it's strong enough, will stay. And so, Mark, in, in your experience, in your, in, you know, in, in your thoughts, which one, I mean, how do you explain that to people to help them understand, you know, this is why it's so important. Like, how does that, you know, that belief system truly influence the actions of that person? Wes, like what, what you're saying right now is key. And I want everybody right now that listening to this, you've got to pay very close attention because 
like we call it into our, our, our methodology, we call it paradigm. A paradigm is a, is a belief system that it controls your habits. So this is basically that, that backwards software, which that, that back software, which is controlling everything, that the default mode. The way I like to call it, I like to call it your bullshit stories. Yep. Okay. And you've got so many of them, which that is exactly what is holding you back. The bullshit story is what makes you have the poor results you're having. So if you're not selling on Friday, it's because you have a bullshit story that tells you that Friday is not a good day to sell. If you're not selling on Monday, well, you have a bullshit story that tells you that you're not good selling on Monday. So all of those stories that you are having, which by the way, most of those stories are not even coming from you. They're coming from your parents. They're coming from uh, the, the society. They're coming from school. They're coming from one teacher. They're coming from one mentor. And the thing is, we are never reevaluating those bullshit story as long as we live. Like 95% of the population will live with their bullshit story for the rest of their life. Never reevaluate if they, they want to have those bullshit story in their life and if this is serving them. Mm-hmm. So imagine the type of limiting beliefs, which we call it, but like it really, I want you to start changing like just beliefs because belief for me has, has something extremely positive. But when you start having a belief which is negative, I like to call it a bullshit story mm-hmm. because that's I something agree. I want to get rid of. Right. It is bullshit because it's going to prevent them from you know, really maximizing their potential to the highest level or even totally. discovering their potential. I, we speak a lot about this with individuals because I talk a lot about you know, always doing what's best for the buyer at all times. It doesn't matter if it's a company or corporation or individual. It doesn't matter. If you actually focus on say, just say salesperson, just for a second, if you're a salesperson and working with an individual, how important is it and how impactful is it for you to open their eyes to their bullshit story and then realigning and re-anchoring a different emotion to that story so it's positive for you to get to both to get the outcome you're both desiring? It's, it's paramount. That, right. that, is, that is the key of our entire methodology is really to address that because again it's not it's not who you are that's holding you back it's who you think you're not mm-hmm. 100% so, and, and pay attention to that it's not who you are that's holding you back is who you think you're not oh i'm not i'm not a millionaire oh i'm not good at this oh i'm not good at that like just start thinking and, and realizing how many times that you're saying those things that you're not, you're not, you're not, you're not. This is exactly what's holding you back. So if we're not addressing this, if we're not making that change, if we're not pinpointing what is holding you back, you will stay exactly where you are and you will never pass out those limits that you are creating on your own, like a, a prison of your own making. Right. When I started looking at potential prospects, for not for who they were at that moment, I started looking at them as who they could be. If they, and then once I started looking at them that way, I started to teach them different types of methods or techniques for them to turn themselves into the person they should be. And that's the impact that you can have with people. I'm sure that's probably what led you to, you know, when you became a father, you know, about eight years ago with your daughter, 
And that's probably what was the motivating factor is saying, listen, I have an opportunity to create the mind of a beautiful daughter and it has, is this creative and she can control her own destiny just because of all the things potentially in our past any in people that you worked with of having all these limiting beliefs and convictions that's held them back. Can you talk to, tell the listeners a little bit more about your podcast after dark with Mark? I know you talk a lot about your with female entrepreneurs. Can you talk to them a little bit about that? I think that's so important for people to hear. Well, after dark with Mark was an idea that, I mean, I had my own radio show and, uh, I, I, I I study communication. That is something that I've been, you know, I was a news reporter. I was on radio and television. Mm-hmm. So like that thing is, is natural to me. This is something that I really love. But what people see when, you, when they see you, you know, on social media and they see the results, you know, they see you like flying first class and, and you know, staying in the best hotels and traveling the best way mm-hmm. and, and having that success. They just see a snapshot in time mm-hmm. of a lot of work that you've been experimenting and dealing with and working on for years prior to that. Right. So people are just seeing this and they, they, they have this false impression that, oh my God, I want to be like this guy because it is so, it looks so cool. But they haven't seen all the darkness that I had yeah. to go through in right. order to get there. Right. I can't stand it because you just jump to a conclusion. You just think that, you know, it's overnight success. We just got here. I mean, it's blood, sweat, and tears. I've had to overcome so much adversity, but, you know, adversity introduces a person to their true self. If you're willing to go through the pain and get and push through it and grow from the type of opportunity, that's an opportunity for you to grow. I mean, it's where growth is hidden in all that pain. And that's why that you talked about when you're going to and understanding and have that real strong belief and a conviction. The reason why we're very confident is because we, what we've had to overcome with clients and within ourselves before we can actually serve the community or serve the marketplace. That's what makes you effective Mark is that well, you overcome so much. If you, if you're taking the, the, the profession of a salesperson is you, you're encountering so many people like, I look at the amount of sales presentation I've, I've done in my life and it, it's staggering the growth that I experienced because you, you meeting so many different type of people, so many, um, um, well, so many objections that you're encountering. It, it forces you to, to grow and grow really, really fast. So through that growth, this is really where you started to, to get to know yourself and, mm-hmm. And this is where that I became extremely fascinated about that personal growth space because I went through those things. Now, when you do a transition like this, well, it's all starting right from the get go and what you think you knew go all the way out the window. And then you have to start like at like square one, even though that you have all that experience, you it's, it's not that easy. I mean, we see it into our, our company we have people which are dominating. I mean, when I say dominating in their field is, is scary. I mean, just on top all the time and they move into this space and they are crushed because mm-hmm. all their bearings, everything that they know, their paradigm, right. their, their normal habits, all of those just fell apart. So now they, they find themselves into being extremely vulnerable 
And that vulnerability, this is where really the growth starts. Mm-hmm. Is you need to be vulnerable. You need to be honest with yourself. So um, I don't know what was the question exactly, but this is what no. I had. <laughs> no, I'm, no I, I'm, I was just trying to extract the information for the listeners because it's, it's important for people to understand that the snapshot that you see of all the success and all the things that, you know, we've experienced. And that's just a byproduct of doing all the hard work in the, in the growth stage in the phase, but they're always growing. They're always learning. I'm a lifelong learner. But the reason why a lot of people get crushed in this type of space is because they're, they don't know what game they're playing is it could be a finite type of player, but these players that are actually dominating, they're playing an infinite type of game. They, they're in it for the long run and they will have the resources available to be able to do what they do each and every day. Because mm-hmm. as you know, and Wes would probably agree, there's certain days I will be the best in the game of doing it. And there's certain days I will not. It's the way of life, but it's my, it's an opportunity when I have to sharpen my skill set and going into that type of way of thinking with the 95% mindset, then I need to worry about the 5% strategy of implementing what I need to accomplish. And that's mm-hmm. the dedication to become 1% better each and every day. There's, I will not accept anything less for my best, for myself, the people that I work with, everything. And I'm trying to improve. Can you walk the listeners through why is that so important each and every day and hold yourself accountable every day? Because I know a lot of listeners will probably have a lot of questions with that. Wow. Well, there's, there's no there's nobody that's going to do it for you, right? We have a saying that you have to do it yourself, but you can't do it alone. So, and I absolutely love that. And as a man, and I don't know, I don't know for the woman, I don't think it's, 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 it's the same because I think generally women have this open heart and openness to know that they need help. As a man, we've been conditioned, and this is part of the paradigm, this is part of your bullshit story, yep. that you have to do it yourself and, and basically you don't need any help. And you've got to get away from that because, mm-hmm. and this is the reason why you need a mentor. This is the reason why you need a coach. This is, I mean, if you look at the top professionals in their field, you no, know, you look at the Roland, uh, Ronaldo, you look at uh, Messi, you look at... Um, you know, whatever football player or hockey player or baseball player, they all have coaches. Tiger Woods, best in his field. You're, seeing, you're seeing it right now with the last dance, you know, Michael Jordan, when he mentored Kobe. Exactly. And then Kobe just, just said, hey, like, I got five rings because of Michael. So exactly. don't stop telling me, like, how, who would be the best, like, on one-on-one. You don't know that. You don't know that I got mentor. So even if you are at the top of your field, you can be better every single day. And the way to do that is to hire someone that's going to be able to see your bullshit story, that's going to be able to see your blind spot. Because if that would be not a blind spot, you'll see it. It's a blind spot because you cannot see it. Right. It's potentially you cut light years off your learning curve and you'll save yourself a lot of frustration and failure. But just just like everything else in life, that brings you more closer to understanding the bigger picture. A lot of people when I'm working with them or maybe it's an entrepreneur and they've hit a seven figure level, just me kind of shining a light on the bigger picture and some different variables or components within a business, they go, whoa, that's 
could be a 200% growth in the next year for them just because they're looking at it in a different lens. How much does that pertain to when you're working with somebody or working with a company or mentoring, that relationship that you have with your mentee and you shining a light on that, how much connection do you think you experience and what, what emotions you kind of go through you at that time of helping someone like that? Oh, this is, this is the part that it makes you uh, love this industry. Chick. It makes you yeah. love this business because there's nothing that makes me happier to have a client uh, sending me a text. It's just, Hey, you know what? Uh, I, I, I sold double that what I sold last month. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and I, I got this, I just bought my new car. I said, like, I did exactly what you told me. And, and like, it's amazing what's happening right now. Like, this is where the gratification is true, truly is. And yep. what, what we call it, we called it psychic income. So there's two, two types of income. So there's material income. So that's the money that you're earning from your business. But then there's the psychic income. And that part, I believe that this is one thing that as a salesperson, you need to truly find in yourself. You need to really understand why you're doing what you're doing and get that psychic income. Because mm -hmm. now it's not, about, it's not about the clothes. Yeah, it's what you're that. getting out of serving. And this in itself, what it does is it's animating your um, emotional intelligence, which your prospect or your client, this is what is perceiving. He, he cannot explain it. He cannot understand, cannot see it, but he's sensing it. And that connection, this is most of the time, not, not most of the time, this is what sells. Right. Is when that the word, the gesture, everything that you're saying consciously and everything that you're sending as an emotion, as an energy, because I, I told you, we are energy. So every time that we're communicating, right now I'm communicating to you through the computer and you can be like thousands of miles away from me, but you're still sending the, you're still feeling the energy. Even the vibration, though it's recorded. Yeah. Right, you're still, you're gonna feel that vibration even if you're watching, watching a recording. You're still gonna feel the, the vibrations being transferred over. Wes, how, we talk about this a lot, is how to transfer your energy and emotion through a phone or through any type of trainings. Yeah. I mean, it come, again, it comes back to your intention, yes. right? It comes back to your intention. That's something I don't believe you can fake. And if you, if you do, you're not going to fake it for very long. At some point it's going to be revealed, but you have to have that intention. And I know what Mark talked about was frequency. Mm -hmm. And I mean, that's pretty much what this is, right? I mean, when I'm, when I'm hearing you, when I'm seeing you, that's all frequency that's happening and that's, and I'm feeling it. And that's why I can feel it through this. And so when you're, when you're speaking with a prospect and when you're dealing with uh, a client, what are those frequencies that you're sending out and, and what are they feeling from you? Because that's, what's going to impact and influence what that relationship is going to look like and what the outcome is going to look like. I'll go even further than that, Wes, because like that, that point that you're bringing in, this is something that most people do not comprehend. And this is where that the, the studying is so important and finding a mentor that knows about those things, especially if you're in sales, the frequency that you are on even before to go on, on a sales presentation will attract 
the type of people which are on the same frequency that you have. So when, when Chris was saying like, you know, how important it is like to, to get better at it every single day. Well, this is why it's important because if you want to earn millions of dollars, mm -hmm. if you want to be on, on this, this other plane where that, you know, people are always into VIB parties and, and they, you know, they're earning seven figures per month and stuff like that. In order to start getting yourself into that, you need to first elevate your mindset, the 95%. You need to elevate that at that level. Mm -hmm. And what you will realize is now all of a sudden you're going to start seeing people with more, more dough coming into your experience. And, and just, just by magic. And, and then you were wondering, wow, like that's, that's, that's pretty amazing. I, I'm, I'm meeting those people, which, you know, they can buy the thing that I want to sell and they don't have any problem. And but because you elevate your frequency at another level and mm -hmm. the only people that can communicate with you are the people which are on that same frequency like a radio station right if i try to be on 106.3 and uh, my frequency right now is on 98.9 i won't be able to connect to 106 exactly like, we know that in the we know that in the radio business but when it comes to the human business then we think now nah, this is hocus pocus it's like dude works the same way there's no mm -hmm. difference it's a game of inches and I like to say, and especially when you're looking at sales, a game of millimeters, when you're looking into that frequency and dialing yourself up, increase your knowledge. Increase, I mean, it, took, it takes a lot of work to do what we do on, a, on the levels that we do it, Mark, Wes, as well. It, we got to get to the point to where, listen, how can I make more of an impact with people? If you're focusing on that and you 100% believe in abundance, it was for myself, that shift that happened for me, there's enough air we breathe there's enough money out there. There's enough success out there for everybody, everyone. And when I 100% took that in and believed it in my heart and soul, people don't, I don't have to explain it to customers. They feel it, Mark. And I'm sure they do with you. They feel you. They don't have to, you know, you don't have to really explain to them all the X's and O's and there's any kind of objections when it gets to that type of understanding or level of understanding on how, it's important to do all the small things right every day that adds up. It's the difference between good and great, small details. So when that goes into working with somebody that have a program you sell for a million, I would sell that the same way I would sell a t-shirt. You know, it's all about connecting and understanding that type of level of, of frequency and putting the things out in the universe. I pinch myself sometimes, Mark, and I'm sure you do as well, like coming from Canada to living in Spain about lifestyle. It's all about lifestyle. You have to live it. You have to 100% live it for people to understand it and feel it. How much does that play into your role and understanding on how you're influencing people the right way? I, it, it plays a big role. And, and I take pride to really get better at it every single mm -hmm. day. Uh, like the, the amount of work that I'm putting into my own training, um, that part, like for me, is, is priceless. I, I would never go back to just, you know, be a couch potato and play video games all day. I'll never do that again because mm -hmm. I, I look at the satisfaction I'm getting now just by, by studying and, and getting close to God. And I'm, I'm using this on purpose right now because I really want you to start paying attention on 
everybody which has a lot of success. I'm talking about like, you know, you are in, in the UK uh, and we take Lewis Hamilton, for example, you know, the, the Formula One driver. Um, he's talking about God every single time that is in mm -hmm. front of a microphone. Now ask yourself, what is the reason behind this? It's because like they come to a point where they understand that they're made from the same stuff. Absolutely. That God is. And, and I mean, it's, it's across the board. Mm. Every people which are at the very top are taking, are really starting to own this. The problem is in the bullshit story where they told you that God will punish you if you think this way. And if you watch some porn and if you are doing these things and like, this is where the problem sits. It's not in God itself. Mm. It's, God it's, it's, is there to help you. It's exactly. to, to give you everything that you want. But it's the relation that you have with the God that creates the lack. I've spent so much time. So happy you brought it here. And this conversation went to here. Because a lot of people aren't, I guess you would say, They're not brave comfortable. enough. Yeah, they're not comfortable enough to have that tough conversation and, and, and putting out in public, especially when it goes to the public eye. I, three, about, five, about four months ago, I'd been gotten more closer within my own self and me being more spiritual and, and focusing on myself and my relationship with my higher power. And that's all that's done is clear out all the bullshit completely. It's gotten me back aligned with my true self. And I started realizing a lot of things in my conscious mind and my subconscious and tying both having those communicate on the same type of frequency because I, I was a realignment. And it's, that's why it's important to keep re-upping yourself and get, getting to different levels because that's where you're going to experience all the satisfaction and getting to the point where you're going to feel like you've accomplished so much but it's all the small things and it means something to you that you get the most satisfaction from making seven figures or getting to eight figures, Mark, and go in and experiencing that type of, and it only lasts about 15 seconds for me when I accomplish something like that. Cause it's, I have a bigger goal in mind. I'm chasing targets, but with that realignment and being more spiritual and becoming hundred percent authentic, like extremely powerful for people. And I'm really happy that you went there with that. And I know, I know you have to go. You're a really busy man, and so are we. We have a lot of things going on, but I'm just so happy and, and grateful that you came on to our show, and I hope the listeners got a lot of value. About the podcast real quick, is that what, other than that, what would be the best way for my listeners to communicate with you and contact you? Well, you can come to my website uh, where that we are having um, always, you know, like we always like, do something different as well as on Facebook, we're having a, a group which is called the richest entrepreneur. Uh, so if you are in business, if you're mm -hmm. in sales, this is a place that I would connect definitely uh, where that I'm, I'm always sharing um, new content there and I'm always like getting involved into this and, and answering questions. So my goal is really to create a community where mm -hmm. that I will give you stuff for free. Um, but at the same time, if you're really serious about your craft, if you're really serious about where you want to bring your business, 
I can help you get there. And, and that, that is where that like, you need to, to get involved with our methodology and, and start creating the thing. I love what you just said about, you know, if, if I reach something, it lasts 15 seconds. Most of the people have this false concept, this bullshit story that, you know, you're reaching a million dollar and then there's balloons and, and like there's trumpets and <laughs> like there's parades, <laughs> there are parades coming and like, you know, like clowns like doing some like flip and all this, like nothing. It's like, it's silenced. And then you're just like, okay. So like, actually it's disappointing when, mm -hmm. when you do get that, that, that big success, that big goal that you were after. And I say disappointing in, into not that you have it, but disappointing based on the expectation that you have. But it's just, just, just you move it. And when you, when you're working on this for so long, uh, well, it's a normal day. You, you saw it in your mind for so long and that mindset, this is where the mindset is so important because in your mind, that 95%, it already happened. So mm -hmm. it doesn't matter if it takes a month, right. three yep. months, six months, a year, two years, five years, mm -hmm. you know, you're going to get there. So when it, it occur, now all of a sudden it's just like, okay, so let's go to right. the next one. When you put things out in the, you know, I, when I put things out in the universe, it's only going to be positive. When I, that realignment, when I do myself in the morning, my ritual, I put things out in the universe that I guess already accomplished. And I just say, thank you. And then I move on with my day and I'm going to go attack my day. I don't just go through my day. I attack my day. The understanding getting to a certain level of success it's never it's always going to change it's an illusion like getting there that's is who you turn yourself into during that journey and yes. discover about yourself and that's the powerful point of looking back on how far you've come i did learn from my parents like a strong work ethic from my father a way of understanding my mom was adopted twice okay and never being good enough that's, that's a, that's like a fire that you can actually take. My sister was handicapped watching her breathe and overcome so much. And then passing away, you know, years after they predicted for her to live her lifespan. I've learned so much about taking all those valuable lessons and put it out and manifested a life and created a life of that. I wanted. And sometimes, you know, and I'm sure you're the same way. You sit back and look and be like, damn, like, how did I get here? Well, you know how you got here hard freaking work. You got to put it in. You got to put it in. You can't just say, all right, I want to be successful. I'm going to make a million dollars or make, you know, tens or $15 million. You can't just put that shit out in the universe. <laughs> you got to own it. You, you can, you can put it there. That doesn't mean you're going to get it. Right. Uh, <laughs> but I would say, I would say this. I believe that if someone can take something from, from this talk today is you absolutely need to live from a state of gratitude. Gratitude mm -hmm. is your, it's truly your currency. And if you, if you're truly happy and grateful and you're utilizing this currency in your advantage and you're, you're looking at what you have now, just the fact that you can listen to this right now, you should be truly grateful for that. Just the fact that Chris is doing the show and uh, then you are on his, on his, uh, basically his frequency you're on his network you're part of his community. You should be grateful for that because he's sharing some valuable information that you can, you can utilize. And, and who knows, you know, in two, three, four, five, ten 10 years from now, you can be a millionaire and it just started with that. Well, if you're grateful already now for that, 
it cannot turn in any other things than good. Oh, beautiful. And well said. That is, that is a powerful currency that uh, we, we are utilizing every single day. That is something that is part of my routine. And we, we increasing this. And if you're looking at, again, I'm going to take Lewis Hamilton, which like, I, I believe is, is, a, is an amazing champion and always beautiful words getting out of his mouth, always beautiful things. He's extremely grateful. And you hear him saying it over and over and over again. So take example of the people which are already having success and see like, how do they talk to themselves? How do they talk to the public? What is really happening? And then you'll see that maybe I should take a little bit of what they're doing. Man, I tell you, the, what you just said about pay attention to the very small things and what they put out and what they communicate and how they communicate when they're in the universe. I'm very extremely hard on myself. And I sometimes tend to like yell at myself, like, what is wrong with you? Those types of things. But that's just to break my state. It's important for you. Once you break that state and you get your attention to understand why you're yelling at yourself and why you're disappointed and not being hard on yourself. So what these, well, I guess you would say, we call them successful people do, and they have very similar patterns of behavior. What they try to do is they go, if they're mad at something, I'm mad at their self or disappointed, they want to understand why they feel that emotion. So people are going to get upset, anger issue or whatnot. They'll say, what am I really afraid of? You're asking the question. You're questioning why you feel that emotion. When you ask that question, you're not going to look into and going following through with that emotion of anger, just for an example. You're going to understand the fear and then try to realign that bullshit story that you have tied into it and then putting something positive there where you can only put things out in the universe as positive. Well said. I mean, I, I really loved what you said there. I mean, you have anything you want to add to that, Wes or Mark? I, I would just second that. And, you know, I think the biggest takeaway here is lead with gratitude. Yes. And and, you know, aim to become what it is that you need to become in order to get to the outcome that you're seeking to get to. Right. And the gratitude piece, you can't, if you can't find things to be grateful for, you're living a, a really poor type of lifestyle. It, it's, you got to be grateful for all the little small things. And if you start small, feel your pulse. That was something given to you that you didn't have to ask for or work for your heartbeat. As long as that heartbeat is still going, you still got a shot. You still got a chance. Then you go from, right. Think think about, think about right now, the fact that you can breathe properly. Like think about everybody, which right now on assisting breathing. Yes. And especially in this day and time right now, are you grateful every single day that you're healthy? Are you grateful that, you know, you, you are uh, able to, to still be free yeah, so in, into your own home. Uh, are you grateful for not having disease in your family and all those things? Like, this is the type of things that it is so easy to take for granted. But the, the truth is, if you're grateful for those things, now all of a sudden you're going to start being able to expand a little bit about what you're grateful for and try to be grateful for 50 things. 50, right. five, zero. And you'll see that the first 20, 30, pretty easy. But after you've got to think, and every time that you are getting into that thinking state, what you're doing is you're elevating the frequency. Yep. 
Like you want to, you want to see, like you want to know how people, highly successful people are operating. This is what they do is like, they, they are pushing themselves like, uh, Darren Yates, right. Uh, famous bodybuilder. Well, everybody that was going to train with Darren Yates was getting out puking mm-hmm. because the guy was not satisfied by yeah. just it's a standards. It's a standard frequency. Yeah, exactly. So that's the same that you need to do with your mind. So the moment that you're elevating your frequency to another level, because you're pushing the envelope, you're not just trying to see, oh, I'm going to look five things I'm grateful. Okay. So t- try to 10. Try 20, try 30, try 50. And at that moment, you're going to come, uh, you're going to come a point where it is, it becomes so, becomes more difficult, right? Now you've got to really think. And through those thoughts, this is where that, like, you, you're going to pass, like, you, you're moving to the typical point, and then you're moving into a different frequency, a different thing. And then this is how that you start. A different wavelengths. You transform yourself into another version of yourself you never thought you would ever see. And, it, and that's extremely powerful because that comes from your purpose and a higher and something that you're trying to set out for. A lot of people fail at this when they go to mentor, Mark, is that they're on this type of standard and this fre- um, frequency and they try to lower themselves a little, dial it down a little bit to be able to communicate. No, I don't lower my standard. Here's my standard, but I know how to get your levels up to here. Then that's what I'm going to focus on. I need to raise your standards, but at first you need to say it to yourself on why you want it. Why do you want this type of lifestyle? Are you willing to put in the hard work and dedication it takes? Not the, you know, oh, okay, I kind of want it type of attitude and mentality. It's like, it has to be a must for you. Like champions are made at around like four to 5 a.m. Either you're waking up or going to bed. Either or, that's where... A lot of people don't live and wake up and go to sleep. I get up every day at the same time and do the same things until I don't even touch a phone or any type of things. In the last three months, I haven't touched a phone, any type of level of communication, nothing goes in my room. And I'm working on mind, body, spirit, critical thinking, and put it now I'm ready to have the type of opportunity to where, okay, hey, what do I need to do on my task? How do I accomplish this? How can I become better each day? to serve in a different capacity? How do I reach that type of person? How can I make an impact with them? A lifelong impact. Those are the standards and that's the mentality. A lot of people just get on the phone and try to sell somebody. Yeah, let me share, let me share like a truth bomb that a mentor of mine shared with me, which I was like, oh gosh. Uh, you're tired, like, because like you, you're talking about waking up very early, right? And Probably the, the listener right now are just like, yeah, I don't want to wake up at four in the morning. Are you crazy? Like, you know, this is, this is nonsense and all. You're tired, not because of the energy that you're wasting. You're tired because you're holding your energy. Right. Energy is designed to be released. And what's happening is you're holding it up because of, you know, what I said earlier. It's not what you are that's holding you back. It's who you think you're not. And every time you say, oh, I'm not this and I'm not that, what you're doing is you're holding yourself. Yeah. You're not releasing that energy. And that is extremely tiring, re- holding back that energy, which the moment that you're going to let the energy flow and you're going to let that energy flow to and through you, because that's the way it really is, 
um, that is the moment that you will see you will always be replenished like of energy and you can wake up you can sleep like you know four and a half hours a night three hours a night and you'll be like as energetic mm. that if you sleep seven and a half or, or I mean nine I believe that's way too much way too I don't, I don't sleep I have I don't sleep more than six hours tops uh, six, six hours is, is very productive. You could go to four and a half if you want. Yeah, well, to. Yeah. If you're Use focusing on that, if mm -hmm. you're focusing on really releasing the energy and let it flow, you will see that this, it's called a torus. It's basically the energy flow to like and getting out of you. And then you are recharging yourself yep. all Throughout the, 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 the whole day. The whole, throughout life. the whole day because there's certain things that I focus on inside of an hour or inside of a certain period of my day that I know that where I'm going to get all, I'm going to replenish all my energy to be able to serve in a different capacity in, in the next hour. Because a lot of people don't even check in with themselves. You have to check in with yourself. You're so distracted. This world's a, it's a crazy place. I mean, obviously slowed down lately, but it's, <laughs> I hope these people have taken the time to, to utilize this time properly what has it been two months since the pandemic two months or so yeah, probably longer like that. yeah, yeah, yeah they've been like shut that. down mm -hmm. that you can discover a whole different version of yourself in two months totally and and again you know how you replenish yourself is you're doing those little exercises of gratitude so every hour or so like think about like you know a few things you don't have like to go and oh, i'm gonna do like an hour of gratitude. You can do this for five minutes. Yeah. You're taking a five minutes to meditate. Like you're calming your mind. You're really looking at your vision. You're looking at your purpose. Like this is how that you were going to replenish yourself all the time. And mm -hmm. if you are making this part of your standards, which I really love, like what, what you're saying, like, you know, if you're making this part of your standard, what you're going to realize is you're going to be so energetic. People will want to come to you. You're going to be like, honey, to, 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 to bees right. because you're, you're going to create this attractive force around you. This is what the law of attraction is coming from, but it's a secondary law. The, the primary law is vibration. Yes. So the vibration you emanate Absolutely. attract to you corresponding frequency. And that's why, it's, that's why it's only important to transfer positive energy. Correct. And, and when you're working with a buyer, working with a whoever, it doesn't matter in any kind of capacity, right? What you're doing is you're trying to transfer your positive energy into them to have them experience what you're feeling and how you're communicating. I don't leave an encounter if, unless, it's, unless it's a really positive emotion, a positive feeling, because my outcome's bigger than a lot of other people's outcomes because it's based on my standards <laughs> of what I'm trying to accomplish. I don't entertain negative bullshit. I just don't, but I will entertain it and use it against you to where, so you're able to see the impact it's having on your life. I mean, how much time do you think you spend talking to yourself in a negative way? Like, why do you beat yourself up so bad? Like why? And then I use something I've maybe helped a client with. I never want to use myself and I'm using an example or making an analogy. It's always someone I served. It's not about me. This is about them. How can I make an impact with them? Not an end result or buying time frame or speed it up a little bit. How can I make an impact with them? How can they remember me? I'm like, you know, like we we're kids, right? You have one teacher that really helped you. We talked about this before, Wes. Like I can remember that one person that broke through my emotional bullshit. <laughs> See what I'm saying? And got my attention. 
And you were going to remember that person. Do I remember all the other teachers that I had during that time? Absolutely not. I don't remember any of them. I guarantee you the, cl the clients that you work with, I guarantee they remember your name 10 years down the road. You remember that person that helped you and served you in that type of level of frequency and understanding. It, Wes, anything that we can maybe left out for the listeners, because I understood when I reached out to Mark and asked him to come on the show and I was honored, I knew that he was going to bring that type of level of understanding, communicating to listeners, but anything that we left out? No, I, I think just bringing it back really to, again, to your intention, right? To your intention and in everything and your intention with people, your intention with yourself, your intention with your outcome, your intention with your, with your life, right? And, you know, what, what are you going to prioritize today? You know, are you going to keep giving yourself that same bullshit story? Or are you going to start working towards a better outcome? What would be the first step, do you think, for the listeners if they, so say they listen to this and understanding that bullshit story, that next step after they realize that bullshit story? Well, what, what I would do is I would do a list. There we go. And uh, those, those type of lists, you know, make, make a list of like, you know, 50, 100 things mm -hmm. of the person that you want to become. Like, and, and take example of people that are models to you. You know, I talked about Lewis Hamilton. I'm going to bring him back again. Uh, I love personally uh, Richard Branson. I think it, he's a great model in terms of being a business, uh, an entrepreneur, a shaper, like a, a worldwide influencer. I love like what he does and, and the way he does it. Uh, so take people like this, like models that you have and, and see how do they manage their life? How do they yeah. act? How do they behave? And every time that you're writing this, write next to it, what is it? What is the relation that you have with that behavior? So for instance, you know, you wake up, uh, I, wait, I, I, get, I, I wake up, I get up. Right? Yep. Could be, and I mean, I, I never have alarm clock. I don't need alarm clock to wake up. Like I can program my mind now. I'm at that point. I say I'm going to wake up at four. At four, my eyes are opening. Mm -hmm. So I, I wake up, I get up. Like what is the behavior you're having right now? Oh, you know, I'm in bed. I turn like, you know, oh, it's very comfortable. I turn around and then like, you know, I'm, I'm kind of, uh, I'm in, into, in between, you know, I'm in twilight zone and I, I'm in the States for a couple hours. Like be honest with yourself and right. do that list of 50 or hundred things mm -hmm. and then identify some of them that you can be working on right now. Mm -hmm. And you're going to be surprised. And, and this is an exercise I gave like to my, my student. I said, take this pen. Like there, there exists a pen, like wonderful invention. Like this is, this is one of the most beautiful invention in business. It's called a marker. And then you just, you just like put like the, the type of behavior that you can already implement into your life right now. So you're projecting yourself in the future, the person you want to become five, six, 10, 20 years from now. And you look at the type of behavior they have, what they, how they work, what they do and highlight the one that you can already implement in your life. And I promise right. you, your life is changing from that, from today. Cause you put it now, you, you put something, you put an action to it. Right. I, I love that example that you made with your students. Cause a lot of people don't make it 
No, to make it affirmative, right? That, that moment, you're making it real. You're putting an action to it. You need to put something, an action to a positive type of affirmation. You can't just think it in your mind, I'm going to accomplish it. You got to put something positive down and write it down. I like to tell people that when you're documenting your journey, it's important for you to go back and measure and reassess. Like, so Monday through Friday, I'm really in the zone exactly what I'm trying to accomplish for that data for me to be successful. It doesn't change on the weekends. I'm just doing it in a different type of way. I'm measuring and reassessing completely like a bigger picture. So now I'm just not just looking at the small details going on through the week. I'm looking at the overall picture, how I'm going to get to the overall goal. That's how you really create the life that you want to live. You're talking about putting the things out into the universe and attracting on that type of frequency. What are the qualities of an entrepreneur? Like, what are the successful qualities? I mean, what do you want to have? Like, even if you're looking to get married one day and you want to be in a relationship, I would only want to put, I'm only want to put out the qualities of that person that I want to have in my life. Not just what she looks like, or if you're a girl, what he looks like. Looks can be very deceiving, okay? You want the, the what are the qualities of that person? That's how much you have to 100% believe in yourself and heart and soul to be able to manifest the life of your dreams. And, and what you're just saying, like, and this is, this is what I, I like about what you're saying, because those qualities are important. At the same time, you've got to see, like, how, how are you going to manage that lifestyle? Maybe yeah. you want to have a, a cleaning lady, you know, full time, which is uh, maybe that person is living with, with you uh, in your house. But if you want to have a, a cleaning lady, which is coming, is living into your house, maybe you don't have the, the financial means to do that right now. Don't worry about it. You can already hire someone to come once a week. And if you can't once a week, do it once every other week. Like what I want to to, what I want you to understand is you don't need to be arriving or arrived in order to make that happen already. There's a lot of those things that you can already implement in your life right here, right now, but mm -hmm. you haven't really thought about it. So if you haven't thought about it, how are you gonna implement those things? And this is why this exercise is so powerful and so important. And I promise you out of 100 people, that's gonna be only probably 20 that's gonna do it. And out of the 20, like to do the list out of the 20, we're going to have between five and seven. That's really, it's going to move on and do that for real. And that is the statistics that we have. People right. has like in out of, and Forbes did a study on that. And they realized that only 13% of their have goal in writing. No, only 13% have goal and only 7% they have in writing of all the people they study. And that's Forbes that did that study. So I think it was a similar study they did with a, uh, I think it was a high school graduating class. Maybe it was a WAP. I don't know. I read something where they did a study back in, I think it was in the fifties and they were graduating and that's was like 30th year anniversary. They did the same study about the people that are most successful. And then ones that wrote down their goals, the ones that had a, not just a financial better quality of life, but a whole, as a whole better quality of life and happiness. They did. I think yeah. it, was only, yeah, yeah. it was only like five to 6% and 2% of them actually made it. Yeah. Yeah. 5%. It's 5%. And, and, um, 
like that's that's just the way it is but if you're not taking that time if you're not like this is free information you're having right now i'm charging a lot of money for people Mm -hmm. to work with me Mm -hmm. like you have the same information that i'm charging to people now this is what's happening is because it's free you you don't see any value in it and you're not taking it seriously that is why that People that are serious, they do invest in themselves because they keep themselves accountable. When you're working with me, you're not you're not giving me money. You're investing in yourself, and that is that is the, the exactly the, uh, the little the little things that it defer there. Mm-hmm. So you might be listening to this and you might find this fascinating. It's oh, oh that that was good. It, but if you're not taking action, if you're not applying it, well, you're not going to get the results. Right. I mean, because they, they want, they want everything instantaneous. They want success quick. I mean, we live in a world that has to I mean, look at Amazon prime, you know, look at all these, gratification. They, want it, they want it right then. They want it right then. They're not willing to put in a work because this shit's hard. With the things that we're talking about is very difficult and extremely difficult. Can be a, not just on a strain on your emotions, it can affect your whole life, but that's the power of it. It's supposed to affect your whole life, but in a positive way. And then when it, when the, this is what usually happens when they go to do it one day or it gets a little difficult, man, this shit's hard. These people are crazy. You can, <laughs> you can call me crazy and call me anything you want, but you won't call me broke. I promise you that. I promise Chris, you, you know, that. You know what I love to say? Like when people say, oh yeah, but it's hard. I say like, is that what you want to believe? I mean, what's hard for you? Define hard. I mean, that's a different perception. I mean, what is it? What's hard about it? How much effort do you think you put into it? Now, for me, not studying is what is hard. Like, I, I, I just can't. Like, it's, <laughs> yeah. not even, it's not even an option. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, when my daughter comes and, and just, like, wants to do something when I haven't done my morning routine and all this, I'm just, no, 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 no. I can't, I can't go into this right now. You know, I need to put my mind at, at ease. It's like taking a shower, right? You know, I, you like, you like after you did sports or something, you like to take your shower. You like to, you know, like just get into fresh clothes before to go for food, for example, to go to the restaurant. Well, this is to me, studying is I, I clean up my mind. I'm washing off the, the crap. Yeah, and then like, I have a fresh mind. I'm I'm clean now. I'm ready. I'm ready. Like to bring it on. Right. I know. Seriously, I, I feel that that's my way that I look at my room. When I walk in my bedroom, like I'm going to go to sleep, but I got a, very much a routine. Even when I go to sleep, make sure that the last thing that I, you know, do is pray or or I put whatever it is for you. Um, a lot of people do things differently. I mean, by the time I get up in the morning, get myself in that routine and that ritual, by the time I walk out that bedroom after I'm showered and dressed, like I don't leave my room unless it's freaking clean. You see what I'm saying? Just, I learned this in the military. You got to make your bed, man. <laughs> no one's coming in the house, but you still got to make the bed. You got to do what you do. So when I walk out that room, it's like me walking into a 12-round fight in boxing. Like I'm coming out with ring music in my head. I, I have a certain outcome that I'm going to accomplish. It's not... If I can accomplish it, I'm going to accomplish it. Maybe today, maybe tomorrow, but if it hasn't happened yet, but the key word there is yet. I just haven't figured out the way to do it yet. That's just the power and just understanding of putting the positive things out in the universe. My, one of the proudest moments I've ever had, and I'll lock this up and, I'm, and just kind of maybe give you an opportunity 
to understand this with a creative mind of a young daughter. But I have three nieces and they're back in the States. One's eight, one's six, and one's two, okay? My oldest niece, her name is Bella. And one of the proudest moments I ever had in my life is when I got a message, I was in the UK, I got a message from my sister and my mom said that her, um, her teacher wrote a note and sent it home. It said that they, she corrected her on the word can't. Her teacher said the word can't and she corrected her. Can't is all perception. She is six years old at the time. All perception is all about what you can do is you just gotta find the word yet. You just haven't done it yet. And her teacher was so amazed by that it was, it was one of the proudest ones. And that just shows, goes to show, and I'm sure you've experienced this with your daughter. And that's one of the things that I'm proud about of having a young daughter and having the opportunity to be able to hopefully mold her brain and understanding that she can accomplish anything she wants to do in life. It's all about the way that you handle situations. That's the brilliance age. Can you give the listeners a little bit more about why that's an amazing opportunity to be able to mold a, a young mind? Well, they, they're so, first of all, they're so malleable. Uh, they're fresh, yeah. other than the, the gen, genetic conditioning that they have, which is coming from basically the conscious, consciousness paradigm. Uh, like everything, everything can be conditioned and put into their mind. And there's a beautiful book that I would recommend you to, to read. And it's called How to Multiply Your Baby's Intelligence by Glenn Doman. And uh, it's phenomenal, fascinating. And Glenn Doman has been working into, working with uh, like very challenged children. And what you realize is we can create new, new neural pathways in the brain. So which is called brain plasticity. And the new neural pathways can, can basically, you, you cannot stop learning regardless of how, uh, how physical damage that the body has. The mind is always perfect. So you can truly mold the children to become brilliant. Yes. And that, that is the, the part that actually they are already brilliant. Uh, if you go to my, my YouTube channel, I did, a, um, I did a report on a study from a, uh, there's a doctor that did a study. He was, he was working with NASA. And uh, what, what he realized is children are considered genius mm-hmm. from the moment they're born. Yes, like, genius I think is it's a genius, it's genius like phase of life, yeah. 98% of children that they tested are considered genius and they did those tests with the same children at the age of uh they did it at five and six they did it at 10 they did it at 15 and they stopped because like it went from 98 percent to back to 13 percent and what they realized is the school system is the problem so we we are coming from this genius type of of uh mindset and the the school are dumbing down Absolutely. The children. So, and this is why this book, um, How to Multiply the Intelligence of Your, your, your Child, Your Children, uh, from Glenn Doman, is extremely important, I believe, for every parent to read so that you can really help them to have this plasticity in their mind and, and create a future based on what they want. And that's the power of 
understanding the, the psychology and even the biology behind, you know, what makes people tick. I've got a lot of books, you know, like yourself, especially sales books. And I, when I was reading these books, it makes some of it just makes me sick because it's all about just someone's opinion and it's just a negative opinion because they don't have the right intentions in mind. But if you, that's when I really made a shift in my life. I think it's probably like around 10 years ago. I started, we had a similar conversation. I started studying the psychology behind it and understanding what the human brain and understand how to really make an impact with people's behavior and understanding why they do things the way they do it and why do they think these things. And then when you understand that type of way of looking at what you do for a living as a whole, man, you start under questioning everything you learned growing up. Well, uh, yes, you should. <laughs> right. And because you're like, wait a minute. That's why a lot of people in the States, they, re- they think they live in their own country in a state. Their own country in the world's danger, danger. They, they don't want to leave the world. <laughs> you know, it's like all this fear that they have. I mean, Wes is from a different part of the world and now lives in the United States. And then you know, he would probably understand this, that it's come from this sheltered freaking lifestyle. And they think that just because they go somewhere else, it's, you got to experience the world, like different cultures, go to different countries. I mean, I love understanding how it's so different and where people come from and how they have so much more drive in other areas of the world. If you're not a millionaire in the next three to five years, and if you're in an online space or coaching or industry, whatever, and you're living in America, and you're not a millionaire by then, you're failing. Today, we have a Stone Age brain in a digital world. That's why you see all these young, crazy entrepreneurs making an extremely amount of money because what they're doing is they're changing the way that people have always done business. And that's exactly what you're doing with your mind. And when you mentioned that manipulation part, you're manipulating how you've ever thought about things. Yeah, you're manipulating the ether. Yes. So, and, and that, you have all the right to do that. What you're not allowed to do is to manipulate another person. Exactly. But the ether, that is, that is your prerogative. And that's what you should be doing. We have been given that power. We have been given like the, the, the God, God modus operandi, which is basically the ability to create. We have mm-hmm. the same power. So I would really encourage every single one of you to truly start using your power the right way and surf and use it for good. And you cannot have any other thing than good coming to you. Right. Wes, can you shine a light with the listeners a little bit more about why people coming from different cultures that don't have everything they you know, have at their disposal what brought them through that type of mentality? Not to yeah, get too I'm, personal, but it was, it's important for you to touch on that. Yeah, I mean, I came, I came to America from a third world country, right? So for me, it was like, if you had electricity that day, like you were lucky, right? And in the winter, you had to try to keep warm, right? I mean, th- those were the things that you, you thought about. And one of two things happens when, in that scenario. So when you go from that to coming to America, where a lot of things can be potentially provided for you, you find one of two people and it's usually based off of either entitlement or those who choose not to be entitled, meaning that there's some who will break differently. And so there's some that will come through and say, I'm not entitled to anything and I got to earn my way every step of the way. And those will go on to do great things. And then there's ones who you'll see 
will come to this country and sit on welfare and things along those lines and will stay at that level because of the fact that now they feel like they're entitled to this. And so what happens is, but then more so than not, you'll see that the people coming in from a worse opportunity or a worse situation in their life, because they also have more gratitude to where they are, they'll tend to do more. They'll tend right. to do better. They'll, you know, because they view things differently. It's again, it's our mindset. But what happens to a lot of people who are sheltered, who are born into a comfortable life, doesn't mean you have to be born into a lot of money. You're born into a comfortable life and you, you haven't had to you know, face adversity. You're not programmed to be able to handle what's necessary in order for you to get to where you're looking to go right. when you're trying to you know, get to that higher level. And so you have to go back and something has to be a, a catalyst that will trigger you at some point to say, I need to make a change. Mm-hmm. I need to do something different. And then that's where that reprogram, reprogramming part uh, will kick in for you. Because our brains are designed to protect us, right? Mark, I mean, they're here to protect us and understanding. And what Wes is talking about, the people in there that have a sheltered life, they never experienced pain before setbacks or adversity. So they don't know what the hell to do with it. <laughs> they don't know how to react. Yeah, actually, like in part, this is, this is the parents' fault because they've yep. been sheltering their, their children. And especially... If we go into uh, like 80s and 90s, that was exactly the society that, and, and when you talked about the millennials, the one which are failing, the millennials which are problematic, and I'll say this like in brackets because I love working with millennials. I, I believe they're they're really uh, they're really out there. They really um, I, it, they really make me think of of me of how I was when I was a teenager. You know, I didn't want to get bullshit from from my boss and all this, the difference is they don't take bullshit. Like they, if, <laughs> they, they if, don't take it. No, they don't take it. They just like, they just go and, and they know that there's so much opportunity out there. But the one which are struggling through that uh, generation is the one which have been very, very sheltered. Mm-hmm. And right now when it's time for them to, to go on their own and, and make things happen, then they are lost because they were too sheltered. They, they never really experienced true pain. They never really experienced like the, the real market where that, you know, you, you have, you have to perform. Right. And, and that, that is where that you have. The That's class a shift. And, That's yeah, that shift. They need, they need to make that shift. Otherwise they will be struggling all their life. Right. When they make that shift, they don't understand that they have all the capability to make that happen. It's like, it, it's correct. They, it's, they have to make it happen. It's a must win, lose, or draw, they, they got to make it happen. You win or learn, you don't lose. The ones that lose, they quit on themselves. Exactly. And when you quit on yourselves, that's the, that's the thing that breaks my heart with people. When I see talent and I see all the capability to do anything they want to accomplish in life and they waste their life, it's, it's really sad. It breaks my heart to watch it. And I think that's one of the things that drives me. Like I can't, I, I'm not going to allow you to beat yourself. Yeah, you know, that's, that, is, that is probably the, the, the thing that I have the biggest problem with because what, what's happening is when you invest yourself into this, those type of people, uh, because they're giving up on themselves, like there's very little results that you get out of it. Yeah, but it's Even not the result you're looking you, for. Right, it's not a result. Can, you can be pushing, no, you can be pushing and all those things but they, they don't have that drive. And, um, and I, I, I made a decision at a point where that I'm going to work only with people that have desire 
And the reason for this is, is exactly that, because if you don't have a desire, there's nothing like, again, you have, you cannot do it alone, but you have to do it yourself. Right. There's usually two questions that I ask people in, a, in pretty early on when I'm trying to get to know someone. And I, with this type of emotional intelligence, we both and all three of us, we have high emotional intelligence. We understand people and understanding what they're not saying. We can hear it. It's like a little faint voice that we hear in the back of our brain and knowing exactly what's going on. When all that happens and when they start telling me all these things, I ask them, hey, what is your motivating factor? Before you answer that, if you tell me you, how you make decisions, I'll predict your future. Because that's the decision making. I need to realign that and then I'll tie in the motivational factor, whatever it is for them. And that's when I start rewiring them. Why do you think you normally make decisions like this? Where does that stem from? And when I start changing their narrative, they have no reason to sit there and look at me and be like, uh, listen, Chris, <laughs> I've been doing it this way. I really appreciate what you've done. And that connection has nothing to do with whatever the hell I'm selling them. That's the most powerful way of, and the most ethical way of persuading somebody self-persuasion and asking the right questions, not just questions, but you have to listen for the little faint messages on what they say to you and how they say it. It's all the things that they don't say. Because you got an egotistical conversation, point of view, and emotional conversation, and then tying all those three in, and you'll really understand the person. And that's why I led with, if you tell me you, how you make decisions, I'll, I can predict your future. I know, I know exactly what your situation is right now just by you sharing with me. And I've learned a lot about your emotional patterns. What have you mm -hmm. learned from this experience? And I want them to tell me now, what did you learn from me asking you these questions? And that connection, it goes a long way. You'll, you'll always have people coming to you you know, from referrals that come from you, from just you putting out that frequency in the universe and they'll come, they'll come find me. I don't have to beg people to do business with us, Wes. We don't, we don't have to do these things. We just keep running into other opportunities where we're putting positive things out in the universe. Yeah, and, I, I'll, and, and this is the way to work. Like, you know, for, for you out there, listeners, which are listening to this and, and you're, you're, you're struggling, you're scratching, you're, you're, you know, you're grinding. The best way to generate business is truly to connect with the people that you want to work with. Right. And, and the moment that you truly can connect at, at an emotional intelligence level, that which in our language, we call it at the subconscious level, energetically, uh, those people are coming to you and you don't have to, you don't have to look for them. And that is, that is the beauty and this is the way that you should be wanted to work. And if you work this way, man, 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 yeah. man, life is great. Right. Your sky's not a limit. It's just you getting to whatever you need to accomplish in life. Mark, I, I really appreciate you coming on and, and spending, you know, more than, than we kind of a bargain on agreed upon time. And I know that that some, that just ties all the way down to your core values and your purpose and all you want to do is serve people and it shows through action. And I really do appreciate it. Thank you, Mark, for coming on. That was great. Uh, thank you so much. Keep, keep the good work, guys. Uh, that, that is exactly the type of um, message that needs to go out, especially in a time like this. Uh, we are here to serve, and if we all come together as one, uh, there's such a beautiful upside. You can never get back time. So when people spend the extra time just to bring some type of level of value to serve people, 
it means the world to me. And I, I really look up to people that do that. So I really do appreciate it, Mark. Um, Wes, anything that we need to, we maybe potentially forgot to portray to the listeners, but this has been a really impactful conversation. No, again, just follow Mark and uh, Mark, you know, thank you for coming on. It's really been a pleasure. Wes, the pleasure has been mine. Uh, Chris, I keep the good work and uh, looking forward to uh, connect with you again. Always, always, my friend. You be, stay safe out there. Um, God bless you and your family, and I'll see you soon. Guys, very small little details just to wrap up. Take the time today and not just make an action or an inaction. Just go about your day and just say, okay, this is great information. Take some time and reflect back on what we spoke about today and then go back and re-listen to it. Your mind will be a little bit more impressionable to actually catch the second wave, all the little small little details that Mark, Wes, and myself that we mentioned on today's call. Um, so guys, y'all stay safe out there. God bless. I hope everyone does what they need to do and not go to Netflix and chill when this shit gets hard because this shit's going to be difficult. But if you're willing to put in the work, you can create any type of life you want and build it. You build it for within, never external. So keep moving, keep growing, keep learning. Y'all take care. Appreciate it.